The Wannabes, episode three of season two. My name is JD. That's your boy Wasabi. What's up, JD? How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Got uh, some Melee-related news from last week, and otherwise, I'm just excited to, like, recenter, chat with you again. We got a, we got a routine back, more or less. Nice, nice. We, like, we love a routine. Yep. And um, we're just here, man. Um, first off, how are you? Just baseline. Where you at? How you feeling? I'm good. I'm good. A little bit, a little bit anxious starting work in two days. So probably when we'll be releasing this video, I'll be starting work, but, uh, I'm really excited for it. I think it's just like, can't believe that like the, the furloughed and then jobless journey is, is over. Yeah. And then, and I'm starting a big chapter in my life. So lots of, you know, learning and, and not too sure how it will go so i think i'm excited for that yeah i mean shit i can't even imagine um i mean my life has been so stagnant that a big change like that seems very uh seems very scary so i'm glad that you're you're putting in perspective in a good way kind of taking it in stride but you know i'm always here things go crazy on day one Eventually yeah more. yeah I mean, everyone I met has has been super nice, and I'm still really excited with like the mission and the work I'll be doing. It's just crazy, like transitioning and now working, you know, working all day, and and then you know refiguring out the routine, right? I think that's like the biggest thing is like mm-hmm. I definitely had a set routine of my day, you know, like wake up, maybe do practice a little bit melee, do some analysis, you know, review some like sports stuff, like some soccer fantasy stuff, and then. And then go for a run, eat lunch, and then and then kind of rest and relax after that. And so I think it's like going to be interesting now. You know, when it's going to be like, how will my schedule change? What will I have like the capacity for moving forward? And 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 all of that. So I think that's going to be like the biggest biggest thing. Like probably like in the next few podcasts that I'll be talking about. Yeah, I was about to say. I definitely want to um, really hear hear how that develops because it's always like the first month of every any new job or situation going to school for the first semester or whatever like that first 30 days feels so different than everything else it's like its own pocket of like you gotta really establish yourself strong going you know um where i'm coming from thinking about how i relate to this is like i'm moving in in on the first of december yeah wow and so it's like that shift either it's like location or you know, all the triggers of your environment and your habits, or it's like you go from having a day you get to control to you're on the clock eight hours a day. Um, It's like having these big monumental changes where like, what number job is this in your like overall career? Yeah, in in my overall, I think it's going to be my fourth overall. Do you feel like you're more centered than other like starting job scenarios you've had uh i think that it's like i'm like ready for it but it's like a completely different role and so i think like i'm coming in with like a lot more experience than before like before it was like more of like you know i didn't have the experience and i was going there for the experience but you know now it's like i'm being hired for my experience but also like you know going to be learning a lot and being in a new position so i think 
I don't feel like anything like significantly different. I think the thing that like w is is apparent is like it feels like a step up, and I'm I'm like really proud of like the job that I got and like company I'm with and stuff like that. And I think there's like a certain pride in that that uh, you know is a lot stronger than compared to like the other positions I had. I think, hmm. and so I think that's like really the next big thing. And but you know like I'm super excited and like you know i spoke with the ceo and stuff and like she was super nice like one of their core values is vulnerability which you love to hear you love to hear interesting vulnerability being a key uh you know pillar in in the company's values and stuff like that and so i think oh yeah i think it's just like going in with the idea that like they hired me for a reason you know like it's not just like a job that like anyone can apply for or like can get you know everyone can apply for it but i think like that's sort of the mindset i'm kind of going in but like to be honest like it's not going to be as like nerve-wracking as like you know playing on stage or or trying to get top three at hnc or anything like that you know like yeah nothing nothing's that that scary right yeah, and i think we talked about that in length yeah i totally agree i i love that concept of like we've been in more stressful situations when it comes to like acute stress so these like job interviews or other thing or like first days it's it's nice to have that kind of uh history and experience in our back pocket of like yeah at least we're not playing smuckers for like top three yeah <laughs> you know and <laughs> exactly uh i wish i won that game five i still watch it sometimes Sorry. i'm so tight i didn't mean to bring you know, up that, that specific it was no, no 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 <laughs> No, no, it's fine. I, I'm, I'm still proud of how I played that set. I just wish he didn't clutch it, and yeah. I clutched it instead. Sorry. But uh, no, it's funny. It's funny because my parents have been trying to psych me out, not like on purpose, but like they're such. They like I've been talking with this with my therapist a lot, and it's like they just have such a fear mentality, and like a lot of their actions and like motivations are like fear based, and so like they've been like trying to give me tips or like oh are you ready for this are you ready for that and like really dumb stuff like today my dad messaged me randomly about my hair and being like you know you'll be client facing now too like you have to make sure you like look the part and and all of that and i'm like mm. one like i did just get like a like a little trim recently to like you know because it was getting a lot but i still plan to keep it long and kind of grow it out for the for for the full man bun you know and <laughs> and it's uh look. it's a look it's a look, it's a look. but i you know you have to admit the flow's looking nice right now yeah. uh yeah but you know it's just like i you know i think i said like yeah like i'm they hired me with this hair also you know like yeah exactly you know it's it's not like a big issue and it's like something that they're like oh like we're we just don't want you to have like any difficulties and like and like give you like every advantage or edge but like you know as we've learned through life and like the game of melee it's like there will always be like difficulties <laughs> that you just can't prevent and like you eating a banana before bracket isn't gonna prevent you from beating wizzy or something you know right. and and that's sort of like it's so like but they're so fear driven that they're like they're like trying to give me advice but it's just like i think with a younger me it would have like definitely made me more self-conscious and like have less confidence in myself 
but you know i've been working a lot with my therapist to like have that like not offset me as much even though it's like still super annoying i have to deal with it mm -hmm. so but you know it's really interesting to sort of think about in this sense yeah no parents are uh they have that power more so than other sources of criticism Mm -hmm. um funny enough my mom mentioned i think it's just you got to mention all these kids all, all us we're the kids growing our hair yeah. out because we're like you know i'm wearing jeans and a t-shirt why am i getting a haircut from my office job i don't see anyone what's the point of a haircut like shit like yeah that. you know i i think it's it's just a comment everyone's growing their hair out obviously it's quarantine whatever but yeah in terms of like i like what you said about like eating the banana where starting a new job it's not like getting a haircut is going to be the x factor of you being successful at your job you know and and it's of course you want to do like on paper you want to do everything you can to be successful i guess that's kind of where they're coming from but in terms of what's a productive mentality i'd rather um emphasis on having that banana three weeks ago every day up until now like you know the uh, if it comes to grooming just a general like hey you know I, I think there is value in saying you know grooming yourself is is good mm -hmm. but you know if if you already got hired then who uh, i think well it's not even that yeah. it's also it's just like yeah no i totally agree with you it's also just like the fact that it's like well like do you not trust that like i wouldn't do this you know yeah like i think like that's the thing like i'm not gonna like come in with like a mohawk and like or like my hair like disheveled and like ungelled and stuff like that you know like i think it's like really interesting because it's like yeah. you taught this to me so like why are you worried about it on top of that well two things one you could totally pull off a mohawk and two <laughs> yeah it's it's like focusing on it's almost because I get I get super triggered with my family and uh, when it comes to clothing, because mm -hmm. I, as a kid I was the youngest with two older sisters and they would always just like you know drag me around and and you know here's your clothes and buy me clothes until I was way too old and yeah. um, it became this thing of it's not about the clothing I still like I'm wearing this this free Patriot shirt because it's mm -hmm. free and I you know my laundry is in the other room so I just pick the first thing. Um, I don't care about what I wear. The fact is it's, it's about like agency. It's like, I get to do what I want with myself. And mm -hmm. if I think that the, you know, if I have a call on zoom today, I'm obviously not going to look like a total idiot. You know, I'm, yeah, I, I'm way less likely. Like I shower most mornings, but I'm especially going to shower if there's, if I have to present my face to someone. So it's just like, yeah, we have common sense that really that that sort of thing sets me off really bad like i've had to have very strict conversations with my sisters and my mom and be like look i'm my own person i <laughs> i will not fuck up my own life and career like you got to trust me on this and then i'll i'll wear like mismatched socks and and 15 dollar shoes for 3 months straight and they might have a point <laughs> in that regard mm -hmm. but Whatever. Well, I think I think taking criticism, like when you give criticism, part of it is like the idea that it's up to the other person receiving it to accept it. Mm -hmm. So I think like with parents, especially, it's like they're good at the first part, 
and they're really bad at the second part right you know i can imagine that being because like what's the cutoff of because your five-year-old they have to listen to you they five-year-olds don't don't have agency right Mm -hmm. and then you get to like nine ten eleven at what point do kids actually have their own right but this is this is getting into a zone that i'm not too familiar with Mm -hmm. i will bring this up to my therapist neither neither am i (laughs) this this is but it's like it's the shit that you know it keeps us up um anything else regarding your job um, I mean, this is going to be an ongoing thing, so we don't have to uh, hammer it too much. Nothing. You know, I just got my work laptop, which was nice. So I just set that up today. Uh, and then just uh, I got a work from home stipend. So I got uh, so that I can get like a desk and, and a chair and stuff like that Ooh. to get set up. So so that's really nice. So lovely benefits. I'm getting taken care of. So awesome. again, that's that's been super hype. Aside from that, like... Nothing, nothing really work related until you know the the actual start date. Cool. But uh, I think I have the best. Uh, I have to give like for like my like introduction. Like they're like, oh, give us like three truths and a lie. I think I have the best three truths and a lie. Okay, let's hear it. Uh so it's I co-host a podcast. I have three passports. I am fourteenth in new york city for super smash brothers melee and i just adopted a puppy you you didn't adopt the puppy exactly okay <laughs> i was like wait is he 14th or 15th i'm like oh fuck what is it? i would not i would not tell my say, co-workers like ha the, i got you there yeah that's that would be the you get bullied for that but yeah yeah cool that that really um like is a well-rounded way of of hitting who you are you know, in a, in a limited amount yeah, of time, yeah. that's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. So, I, so I'm excited for that. Yeah, aside from that, you know, kind of just been playing Melee. You know, I've been really, really grinding this week uh, on the box, and things are, are coming together, actually, which is which is nice. Sweet. I haven't felt that in a while. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to that debut, that uh, 1v1 debut. Last week, we talked about the box, so I won't... I won't bother you with questions there. And later on, we actually have a guest that was is gonna, I'm sure, geek out with you over the box. That, over the uh, box, yeah, yeah. I'm Shout outs. Have, I'm gonna have to uh, probably pull you guys apart at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but all right, do you guys do you want to hear about my latest tournament experience? Yeah, I saw you entered something, so I, I have questions. I have three main questions for you. Sure. About the tournament, about your 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 partner in crime life coach and how that's going uh actually it was just two it was just about those two (laughs) okay uh tournament so it was i think slippy championship league open bracket qualifier yeah yeah uh i went one and two actually i did i did pretty poorly um Mm -hmm. i I lost to i lost to chem which i'm not gonna be upset about obviously Mm -hmm. and then i lost to the brig who's a falcon who i oh interesting i feel as though and this is John's no John's. I'm just going to tell you how I felt. And yeah, yeah. going into it, I wasn't feeling good. I just wasn't, mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I um, think I was just in, the, in general, like I'm still kind of in this weird half funk where mm-hmm. I'm kind of, I, I'm, I'm almost resigned to what my lifestyle is before I move. And I'm looking at that 
move-in date as like, okay, I'm going to use that as a jump start into new habits and fall, you know, getting back into good old habits and, and kind of trying to jumpstart this quarantine crisis I've been in, which is mm-hmm. just, you know, not terrible, but imperfect and, and heavily reliant on like drinking and, and smoking, you know, like th- kind of these outlets are, yeah, I'm not going to say they're, um, I'm, you know, I, I don't drink too much, but I dr- I've been drinking more than, than normal and, mm-hmm. and exercising less, blah, 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 blah. So all these things culminated um and i realized like it it takes a lot more to be good at the game and my past experience and and the shape i've been in in the past um like january early 2020 where i really felt like i was getting strong again and and being able to get past plateaus like i'm not putting in that same attention and work um less healthy in general and and habits have, have faltered like i mentioned so mm-hmm. entering a tournament out of the blue like you know it was exciting i was excited for the day i was looking forward to it um and i you know i just couldn't deliver and 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 i couldn't play to the ability i, I know i can um which at the time didn't feel great like you know i i i didn't do anything i didn't rage i didn't like i, I was just dis- I was just like oh man that doesn't that sucks and then i watched you know watch tv and went to bed early you know um <laughs> yeah yeah actually i didn't watch tv i called my sister and my nephews which oh it, that's nice yeah if there's a if there's a way to to get over uh losing in a melee tournament it's talking to th- uh, your three-year-old nephew um just that's good it's a perspective thing it's like who cares about anything else but yeah i i guess not to beat it to death, but it's like, it's just relearning these things. It's returning to that attitude of, um, yeah, this game's really hard. And, and if you're not actually practicing and being mindful and, and being healthy, then mm-hmm. yeah, you're going to lose to people. Maybe you wish you couldn't, you didn't lose to, or if not performing, um, like I, I could have played better against Kim. I know I can, I can keep up with players of that caliber. It's, it's not like he's, completely out of my league he's just the favorite mm-hmm. and it didn't yeah. feel like he was the favorite it felt like there was no shot which doesn't you know i you know i i think i'm better than that so all that being said who knows if i'll enter more tournaments coming up i'm sure um i'm sure i might they're eight bucks and i can do it from the comfort of my home so it's like mm-hmm. you know it's not that hard to but um yeah that's that's kind of that's kind of the whole shebang with that. Nice, yeah. I mean, it was cool that you know I was excited that you entered the tournament, and regardless of the the result and everything, obviously disappointing. Uh, but you know, I think one thing that you said that was really interesting is you kind of realized what was it that of how much you need to do to be good at the game. Mm-hmm. I think, and and I find that really interesting because it's been something I've been like thinking a lot about lately and that's been resonating with me because i'm like been thinking about all i can do right now is like tech skill and practice so even for me like i've been thinking like yeah i've been kind of playing the game the wrong way and 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 even think looking back at my old fox where it like reached its peak and was like i'm not too sure if i want to like play like that even like it, it definitely needs like a lot a lot of it needs to be tweaked there, like there's a solid foundation there but but it's not like 
to play like the game well it's not there it's far from there so i definitely like feel you on that and i'm curious on like that feeling a little bit more and like did you get anything did you notice like anything like specifically that was frustrating for you or was it just like overall overall performance it was clear that i'm just not practicing against good opponents it's it's mm-hmm. so obvious how i mean it's slippy endlessly grateful um but i think i i think i'm gonna once once a ranked system comes in i don't know if i'll ever touch unranked again unless i'm drunk and playing like ganondorf you know like mm-hmm. the the ease of it is what makes me play all the time and, and there's a part of me that is convinced that just picking up a controller and doing something and, and moving around and and trying to style on bad players and trying to play fast it's better than nothing but when it comes to preparing for a tournament it's you need to seek out opponents that actually bring out the best in you and challenge you otherwise it's it's just a fun activity otherwise it's just a, a, you know a, a casual hot it's playing unranked is casual mode that's mm-hmm. that's what it is um so I think that was kind of the big takeaway, just because the gameplay itself was generally pretty sloppy. Um, mostly, I was just mm-hmm. I was just uncomfortable. I'm like, wow, these these you know these guys are doing things that I'm I'm not covering good options. I'm I'm anticipating things that bad players do against good players, and that's gonna bite you in the ass if if you pull that into an actual tournament. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, I totally feel you on that. Yeah, I mean, I think that's, like, the 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 big thing, too. Like, I've certainly been tempted to, like, load up Slippy on, on, on the laptop and stuff like that. But knowing that, like, you know, without my, like, proper setup, it's I'll probably just get more out of just, like, solo grinding at the moment. Especially because I'm just, like, learning the, the box. I definitely feel you. There's, like, a certain, like, just playing on ranked isn't... It's well it's crazy because like the people that are kind of pushing the game right now in this new era they're not just playing like casuals either you know like they have like they're doing the clone of like going to fests you know every day but just like from their own home mm-hmm. with like also other players that are like pushing online so I think it's like really interesting cuz the co- competition pool as well has just gotten much much larger and like even something like the Slippy qualifiers is something almost like of a regional at the very least in my head, if not like a small major. Yeah, yeah. I mean, about the, I'm glad that the tournaments are are picking up in in legitimacy. I think what's the Slippy Championship League did was awesome. As a spectator, is a lot of fun, and mm-hmm. I, I'm gonna I'm looking forward to um, the next summit at. Almost as much as normal summits, you know, probably on the same caliber. I wonder how they'll do the sketches. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sure they'll figure out. But in, in regards to kind of who, how these good players are staying in shape, yeah, they're playing other good players. I mean, sometimes you know, none is a full time streamer, so he'll go on unranked and just body people. Um, mm-hmm. He's kind of the exception that proves the rule in the sense of. He, he is yeah i don't know how he does it how he he plays so much and just i don't that that's none but yeah i mean it's it's a matter of um 
you know, putting yourself in that, that try hard mentality of that. I'm here to, to play my best and improve. It's the equivalent of going to wrestling practice and doing drills and learning takedowns and learning these, these actual maneuvers and pins versus playing WWE in the backyard with your friends. It's which one's actually going to get you in shape, which one, and which one is just for flair and, and something you could send videos to on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's 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 an important distinction, and I think that um, with every good thing that comes into the melee community, whether it's the multiple iterations of Netplay or HNC for our or, or the equivalent regional for mm-hmm. you know equivalent uh, a local tournament for any region, I should say. There's almost this next wave of um, getting used to it and becoming complacent with those tools. And I think it was just a lesson for me of, and I guess a lesson for other people out there, like if you're just logging in and playing unranked, then you're not going to improve nearly as much as you can with this rollback that we have. I guess that's my biggest takeaway. Mm -hmm. Yeah, (coughs) definitely agree with, with none being the absolute exception for the rule. Even like, the Mango 6-4 podcast was saying that, like, no one understands how none can just, like, you know, fuck up, Some... be, like, unranked and, like, beat HBox. Yeah, he's, like, a top so... five player right now. Like, he, he's... Yeah, yeah. He's, he's uh, yeah, he's top five, top six, probably but that's what era. I think that's what a lot of players want to do is, is they look they have a lifestyle that they do already and then they say okay none does the same thing he's my hero he's a top five player i could just do what none does it's like, no like you really can't yeah if mm-hmm. there's if there's a player i would emulate it's it's zane I, because he it's similar in the sense that he just plays all the time but he also is super deliberate and i'm learning this thing this month you know i'm 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 going to be playing and, and implementing them in friendlies. I'm not sure if he does drills necessarily or like grinds things out in uh, Uncle Punch or whatever. But when he's playing people, he's like just actually trying his hardest all the time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that. It, it, it's similar, but you got to pick yeah. something more productive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely understand that. I'm a big proponent of of drills. Now that you're bringing in, now that you you brought that up, I feel like I have to say it. Yeah, me I too. I think drills are so. I think drills are so good. Like on twenty XX and like recreating certain twenty XX situations are so so crucial. And then like even with I just got the new, not new. It's like a year old, but I finally got like the updated version of like the Uncle Punch training pack, hmm. where it has like Armada Shine drill. You know chic tech chase uh like to get the shine out after the tech chase and to like the uh what is it slide off the eyes and stuff like that like i'm practicing all of that now and it's like so so crucial i think to like run through drills and like think about like different ways to go about it you know oh yeah for sure um that's how i got good was was doing three minutes of this every day three minutes of this and just lining up every little tiny thing that Fox does and making sure that it was getting better and better like that. That's my only real pinpoint of, of leveling up is when I did drills 
over a summer. So I, I'm totally on board with that. Um, yeah, it's it's really interesting because I find myself now I've been like the way I've been practicing it. It's like I've because I've like built up like I'm I've been doing so much analysis of like both myself and like of other players and like so much solo practicing like a lot of my practice sessions now have been like either drills or completely just like shadow boxing so it's been really it's been a really super interesting experience where i have like clear ideas of execution in my head from analysis that i'm fighting against in in my practice like in shadow boxing and i think that's been that's been really really interesting so like in my head like I'm practicing against like how would I like bait out running shines like what are the different ways the different spacings to do it yeah like what spacings do I do it at what are the different ways to beat it like how would I you know if I wanted to like do if I want to be more aggressive how would I challenge it if I wanted to be really passive if I have a lot of corner space if I have center stage if I am in the corner and I have to deal with it like there's so many different ways to go about it that I think like I've like it's I can't wait to play again not because like I think like oh I'm like this like brand new player that's gonna fuck shit up you know and and stuff like that but like there's been so much like ideas and like internal like imaginary imaginary battles that I've like cycled through that like I really really can't wait to like have access to to Slippy again uh come the holidays Oh yeah, I mean picking the game apart is is definitely something that you you've been a proponent of for a while, um, and drills are certainly the way to turn that into legitimate skill increase. You know, you could know the right thing to do as as until the cows come home, as they say, but you can't really capitalize on that until you apply the practice. And and for some people who I think uh, going back to Zane, because I think what Zane does is the hybrid approach of yeah of sort of just playing and because w- honestly and and with none we don't really know what goes through his brain. That's why it's still a mystery because he could still be um, very mindful and um, studious when he's playing against random players, and, and maybe there's a you know just looking at his results and, and giving as much credit to his practice regime as possible. Maybe there's a lot of um, credibility to, okay, what hit me a- actually studying a neutral, how you get hit and learning from every little interaction, because if a bad player can do it, then a good player can do it. If, if the characters mm-hmm. did it, that means that you left the vulnerability in your play. So yeah, it just seems really hard against low tier players. So let, we'll skip past that. I think what Zane does is he he hones in on like we said how do I bait out running shine he hones in on one thing like that and then in his in friendlies he's just grinding the shit out of that one thing and then he's just building who he is like he's building good habits across the board for all these situations you saw it first when he was more of a top 30 top 40 player just the MDVA rising star where he was doing um ledge cancel dares pivot grabs and uh pivot forward smashes and you thought it was flashy but it was just these situations that he knew were quite good um that he that he grinded out and and really developed through friendlies and i think it's just the continuation of that style of learning that's gotten him to be i guess right now he's the best player 
in in this season. I think, I think he's certainly the one to be. He would definitely be first seeded in any online event at the moment. But I think like, well, it's interesting because like in my head, in my head, I, I guess I disagree a little bit actually, which is interesting. Okay. Uh, because it's like, I think like. Zane's a great example, but Zane is Zane, and we're us. Well, Zane plays you six know? hours a day. Yeah, well, that too. But I mean, what I'm trying to say is like, it, it's like, it, it it depends, right? Like, because I feel like we're not at the level yet where we can even dare compare us to like Zane's work ethic and and mythology of it. You know, I think it's like, it's like what defines being a good player and 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 zane is the best player so it's easy to like have him come up in the name of the list right but like i think like alternatively like i don't think we're at the level where we can execute ideas so like like because i wouldn't say that zane like back when he was new like had amazing neutral like he does now and like such awareness and deliberation is neutral game Okay. He had a really, really good punish game. But, you know, a lot of the time he went to just the corner, dash dance there, and a lot of foxes fell for that, got antsy, and then he got, like, the full punish out of it, right? But, like, that isn't, like, necessarily, like, good neutral in melee either. And so it's really interesting to see his evolution as, like, a player. Well, that's but kind of, then it, I mean, it kind of makes that's me That's still think, on board with what I'm saying, but go on. I'm, yeah. just, I'm waiting to see where, where the disagreement comes in. Yeah, I think it's 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 more of just like we're not at the level to, all right, well, not we. I personally, I guess, don't feel at the level where I can even like touch a candle to like say like ah uh, see what Zane does here, because there are so many other like basic foundational stuff that like we don't see that Zane does currently that like we haven't even like worked on yet. Well, is, let, is where I'm saying. Let me let me re re-explain because i think we we do agree i just might have misrepresented what i was trying to say Mm -hmm. um the reason i brought him up was because there's a um for for players in these open brackets right let's all let's all group ourselves in the same category here we're we're trying to to become good enough to become a contender and get Mm -hmm. to that to, to that level and and to beat people and to do better in these open brackets so mm-hmm. in that huge space of skill, the the lessons I'm pulling from how Zane improves and and maybe how none improves if someone could actually talk to him and figure it out, um, is the fact that they are being mindful of their improvements when they're playing. How mm-hmm. no matter who it is that they're they're playing against and the for Zane, it feels as though he grinds out matchups and learns these mm-hmm. matchups, which is not something unique to him. It's not only him that can do this. It's just he's, yeah, yeah. he's done it for so long so consistently and has natural talent and has never really given up on it. Like he hasn't let the game down for a second since he started. So a lot of reasons he's good. I, I'm just saying the, the attitude of improvement, which is to... to build up spot by spot to to discover this is the right punish for this situation it can be done through 1v1s rather than strict drilling 
I, I yes okay that's kind that of makes my, sense. that's my point not that we need to learn from Zane how to improve now that we're at the stage mm-hmm. not what I'm saying at all okay cool because I do think that I agree with you there because I I do think that's a a pitfall that a lot of players a lot of players at any level kind of make you know yeah and I think that's that's really interesting because because what ma- what makes a good player is 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 half like foundational stuff and half like individual stuff too you know like i think that's really yeah like that that's what i i guess i've been thinking a lot lately like i did an analysis of like aklo versus uh fat goku not their most recent set but like the one where uh right before the first slippy championship week you know where aklo qualified and fat goku qualified Mm -hmm. and it's really interesting because what makes Fat Goku a really, really good player is that he understands the mix-up game and then does things that generally work and then commits to his ideas. Even if his ideas in the grander scheme of things don't usually don't actually aren't the most optimal ideal thing to do, you know? And I think that's so interesting to kind of think about of like what makes him a good player. Cause like, I don't think I could, I, you know, like watching him play and kind of really break down Aklo's kind of platform game uh, a few weeks ago. And he, he kind of did it also this week, uh, this past week. It was really interesting because I think what makes him a good player, one could like, he's doing some things that a good player would do. But it's not like all encompassing as like Zane is on it, and I think that's interesting too. Okay, I see where you're coming from. I, I would. I'm really curious. I think we need to do a a joint um, analysis one of these days. I think I think a dirty thirty would be a lot of fun with that, mm-hmm. just because I like the the sound of the name. I think it's catchy. But um, yeah, yeah. There, there's a lot of different. I mean, we're we're Fox main, so we can we can talk specifically about just Fox players. Um, at the top level, it's it's complete. Like every single Fox player, right now, just gives me completely different, um, almost auras. To th- like the metaphysical mm-hmm. idea of who they are is completely different zones. But yeah, you see it in their playstyle too. They 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 have way different strengths, and then the rest of it is just very solid. Um, Fat Goku is the the best player that just doesn't play well, if that makes sense. You watch him and you're like, well, how is this guy winning? Because he, yeah. so just so many options feel suboptimal, but you know, that's, that's how he's cultivated a play style. Like, I think you put it really well with, with how he understands mix-ups in general. But um, yeah, I guess, I guess just final thoughts on this, because we do have a guest coming up, so we should we should go into that. But um, yeah, I, I think it's just a matter of understanding what these playstyles are and and um, how to improve is mostly with. I think mindful is the only word I, w- I would say is universal of all strategies of yeah. improvement. As long yeah, it requires self reflection. I def- I totally agree with that. Yeah. I I I 100% agree with that. Actually, uh before we have our guests come on, there is one thing that I wanted to bring up which I thought you might find interesting, but it's been something I've been really thinking about as I've been watching and thinking about how I used to play the game. 
Okay. Uh, and it's like I like I think I had like tech a decent technical ability. I generally had like good ideas, but like I was so general in the way I executed them, like it wasn't specific enough. And then on top of that, I was so passive, like in terms of trying not to take risks. And I think it's cultivated by like tri-state meta, truthfully. Like I don't think tri-state plays in a very risky way. It's or it's it's very passive, right? Where you kind of wait for your opponent kind of to mess up, and and then tri-state versus tri-state becomes who holds out a little bit longer. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but there is this uh, quote that came up on Twitter a few days ago uh, from Takito's book, which is in Japanese. But this guy that I follow, Hi Fight, who has like Hi Fight, who like does like all the like Capcom, like Street Fighter, like highlights real stuff. Like it's like a highlight real Twitter account, which is a sick concept. But uh, translate part of it, and, and this is what Takito said, and it really got me thinking. It's 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 naive to think that you can win without taking a risk. You have to push yourself to the edge to win the competition. If you only have opponents that you don't have to take any risks to win, then the level is too low. No one aims to be the best. And I don't know, that ha- that is something that I kind of has been on my mind since we last talked because I realized like how little I tried to play mix-ups in, in, in my personal game especially in the ditto and like not having clear ideas of like when to play the mix-ups and how to rotate between them efficiently and like to both my strengths and and to counter my weaknesses is something that i've been really thinking about as i've been like shadow boxing and solo practicing but i i you know that's sort of been on my mind lately uh in terms of like self-reflection yeah i think that makes a lot of sense um how what, what that makes me think of is um, just uh, I, I can't pick up a specific set, but sets where I feel as though I'm playing well or I, I make an impressive like I, I make a, a victory that is an upset for, you know, that that's a good win for me or whatever. If I pick up a good win, I should say, um, I think that that mindset is 100 percent true. It, it has to come from that. Otherwise, it wouldn't be mm-hmm. an upset, you know. Um, yeah most players that are either at my level like let i i've always considered hostel gato to be my one of my closest equals since we started mm-hmm. we we've had such a cl- like every friendly every set just so so close yeah um, even in those sets i i feel like that quote uh, and and just the idea of new the necessity of risk is a hundred percent true because once those once i become confident to even take them it's almost a self-fulfilling prophecy of um because i believe in myself into doing these options um now, now that i'm doing uh um there to the ledge and i'm doing jump cancel shines near the ledge that's when you clip falco at zero and get a quick kill and, and take momentum you know what i mean it's it's the the random up air against a jigglypuff to capture them across the the uh, if they're stalling in the air mm-hmm. that is the difference between Cody beating Hbox or not beating Hbox or Mango getting that last stock you know it's these options that almost need to happen and they need to be 
I don't like the word calculated because I really don't think they're calculated at the time. I think it's just a matter of really. I think I don't think they're calculated I, at the time. I hard disagree they're on cal- that. They're, they're they are they are calculated probably at, in, in um or like before the match. I don't think any person actually like like literally calculate the word calculate. You think yeah. they're actually calculating these options? I, I think that's bullshit. I think Melee's way too fast and intuitive. I think I th- they could probably think ahead of time, okay, that option's good. I need to start using that. But that's not calculated in the moment. I don't... I So I disagree with that. I don't think it's like they run the numbers like immediately as it's happening. But I don't think it's simply like, let me just throw it out here. And that's the risk. You know, like I think that like what makes it... What the calculation... Like... There is calculations happening. It's not the ones that you're talking about. I think it's like more of like that they are in melee there are calculated risks with there is risk and reward to things. Some things have higher reward versus risk and it depends on percent and position and stuff like that. You're, you're so like right. Cody going for an up air against Hbox on the side platform is like unless he like specifically calls this out it's not that risky to throw out. And then you just have to play the next interaction, the slight frame at disadvantage. And that's like very much thought out, you know? And even with like Mango and how crazy he does, like the way he plays to mitigate damage and to maximize stuff, like he'll go for higher risk options, but like there are still times when he'll just like laser and dash dance because the risk and reward isn't good enough for him. So I think it's more of like what is the player's individual risk tolerance rather than them randomly reading stuff and like it being quote unquote like just a true uncalculated gamble. You're you're right. I, I agree with that. I guess what I was trying to say is um, those things are more often than not decided ahead of time to be the to be a viable option. It's not like these things are discovered and then calculated in the moment. It's like, okay, this... Okay, yeah, it's not an anime for sure. Yeah, okay. Like, they don't pull it out of nowhere. Yeah, They don't get, like... Yeah, that's fair. It's... it's they Yeah, there's a... It may be, if, if, if it needs to be an anime, they've had a training arc ahead of time, okay? They, yes. They've tried it out in, in skirmishes. Um, I'm thinking Haikyuu. I, I want to rewatch that, but regardless. Yeah, yeah. Yes, okay. Um, to sum it all up, I need to get good again. Um, starting in December, I'll be in a new place. Look at all mm-hmm. this garbage. Say goodbye to it. Yeah. Uh, say that's exciting. Au revoir to my corner of of trash. Um, mm-hmm. And that'll be its own. You know, we got we got some developmental. We got a new training arc coming up ourselves. So that'd be cool. Yeah, definitely too. But before that training arc, we got a break, and then. A special guest will come on to ask a question. Yes, sir. Because we take any questions. So feel free to ask us on Discord or over Twitter. Our DMs are open. Our DMs are open. All right. We'll be right back. And now a short clip from our 1v1 with the swooper. Ego can be bad. There's such a thing as a healthy ego, I think. But, like, that pretty much just translates to confidence, I feel. So, like, if let's say I'm going to play a Peach player, I just think to myself... Not that I shouldn't lose to this guy, but I think to myself, this guy's going to have to work really fucking hard if he wants to beat me, because I think I'm super fucking good versus Peach. And 
if let's say I do like a crazy, let's say it turns out this peach was number one somewhere, they're amazing, and I three, I double three stocked them, right? Let's say whether I knew that or I didn't, that's not something that is relevant to me because the only thing that's on my mind is I think I'm amazing at this matchup. And if this guy proves to me that at any point he can defeat me, like I'm at risk of losing, I'm just going to try even harder. Welcome back. We have a returning guest. You can catch him in our 1v1 series. He's a Falcon extraordinaire, a fellow streamer, and a good buddy. We got Moe's on the podcast. How you doing, Moe's? I'm good. How are you guys? chilling yeah we're good we're good <laughs> we're excited for this we haven't we haven't we're excited for the question you have once you know and we haven't done a live question either so this is a, this is a first so super exciting it better be good it better be amazing let's hear it uh yeah i mean my question <laughs> is how on earth do you have fun while losing oh yeah mind if i kick it off jd yeah please do yeah, so I think in terms of like having fun losing, I think for me, so like I, I can only speak for me personally, right? But I think the main thing is by having the result, especially during friendlies and, and arguably even during tournament to not be the end product because that is ultimately not fully in your control. Like you can't control like say if you're playing jd or myself like how good we are playing on that day right regardless of like how on fire you might be on that day also Mm -hmm. and so like i think like it's important to have like set goals for a training session or friendly session unranked or like tournament where it's like if you know you can execute that as frustrating as losing is there's a part of you that can like hold yourself up high you know and i think there's a difference between like I think there's, like, a difference between, like, being frustrated, which is, like, totally okay and acceptable because we're all competitors and we're playing a competitive game and that's just how it goes. And, like, and then, like, understanding that, like, like there's still stuff to work on, right? And I think it's, mm-hmm. like, sometimes, like, in the moment it might not be fun, but it's also a time to be aware and like deliberate in like noting this is what i'm working on so i can kind of like mess up this guy next time and i think that's sort of like my outlook on it yeah i agree with a lot of that i would say for me losing isn't fun (laughs) it's just not (laughs) yeah no certainly not right and i think most competitive people that's kind of the the gamble of it is that because winning is such a joy um part of that is because it's like the elation of not losing it it's kind of intertwined and so um there's almost a two-part answer the first part is is weathering the loss the best you can either the um the the first five to 20 seconds which is the worst i mean depending on and this i'm gonna this ties into like the second part of my answer, but depending on how I'm doing at the time, I want to punch things. I want to rage. Generally, I don't. I, I don't rage a lot. <laughs> Staying at home is a different story. It's easier to rage when you're playing online. 
Um, so I'll give, you know, <laughs> shout outs to anyone breaking controllers out there. But um, depending on how I'm doing, it's, it's, you get over that initial hump and then it dies down. And, and as long as you like survive the loss and can pull something out of it, like Will's saying, and then learn and apply to the next time, then you at least have a productive loss. Um, the other half is almost utilizing that as a mirror to how you're doing. So I know that when I'm not taking care of myself, if I'm not practicing, if I'm not working hard in general, I'm going to take losses worse because Mm -hmm. it's almost like I'm using melee as that final crutch of, frankly, self-confidence of, of I'm, I don't feel confident in my other aspects. At least I have melee and then you lose at melee and it's like, fuck, like that's the worst. It's like, you've not, mm-hmm. it, it feels, and this is not true. Like being, not being good at melee doesn't mean shit about your self-worth like that. That's, that, I, I, it should go without saying, but sometimes it's hard to feel that way. Um, mm. so if, if you have, if you at least have like a journal under your belt that day, like you wrote in your diary or you went for a run or you, you did one thing that you feel is, or maybe you had a good stream or you made a video or you did something else productive. If that's in your back pocket, it doesn't feel as hard to lose. And also you kind of play better too, which is, you know, it's kind of the, the two birds, one stone, the, the losses not feel as bad and they probably come less often. If you're going for runs and eating apples and shit, you're, you're gonna have more energy to play the game so that long-winded answer is is my way of saying like losses are almost never fun unless they're like a sick game five with your buddy and like he pulls some crazy and even those aren't fun those aren't necessarily <laughs> having fun. played you in hnc even those are not fun those i've had a few have i had fun losses no you're mm-hmm. right those yeah, aren't fun i think <laughs> but well, I think uh, something something that I'm interested in is like uh, whenever I rage to people about me losing, uh, they always want to bring up this idea of like self reflection, mm. um, and like I, I think what it always comes down to is that like I think that I should have won, and maybe maybe this is like all the problem, but I have this like sense of like no, if I just didn't miss that nair, I would have won. Or, like, something like that. Uh, and I think, like, I always, like, pinpoint, like, one exact moment that was the turning point. Um, so I can't even walk away with a loss, like, thinking positively or, like, trying to take it away. Because, like, I have this mindset of I can always win. Uh, I just need to be, like, present in every single moment. Uh, and so then when that one moment happens uh, and I lose because of it, I'm just like, yeah, this game is awful. Like, it, mm. it, I, my brain goes immediately to, it was just that nair. Yeah. Nothing else was wrong. Everything else I did was perfect. Uh, mm. And so I, I think most times I go in with a, a pretty steady mindset of, like, um, I can lose, but, like, if I'm playing my game, I win. Uh, and maybe that's, the, maybe that's a bad mindset. Maybe I need to do something more realistic of, like, taking two games is realistic for me or something like that. Um, but I, I don't know. I just, as soon as I lose, uh, the game is no longer fun. And like, it was just one moment that it came down to. And why would you play a game that 
is ruined in one moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have I have some thoughts on that. Um, one, it, it's it, I totally relate to so much of that. Like the the feeling of replaying. I replay my losses in my head infinitely more than I replay my wins because I replay my mm-hmm. wins on YouTube and I like to watch over and see what Twitch chat said. But besides that, I am always thinking exactly what you're saying, right? And what I've learned helps me um is kind of and it's very it's much more actionable than what i've been saying before it's um kind of like removing yourself from that spot (laughs) you know you don't want to lose and then sit in front of the tv you lost like that's not helpful so just get up and and go for a little walk um and then continue playing i don't think it's a hard fast rule like oh like you lose keep playing but for me it's better to end your night um with at least some friendlies that feel like you're getting back into some sort of groove because almost guaranteed you're going to play better after you have all those adrenaline and and maybe you're playing someone um a little worse and you're able to move better or blah 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 like i think having that space to kind of gain your self-confidence back you got to think it's this Mm. is a long-term thing so if you feel like your nair is what fucked you up, then apply what, you know, take use that pain and really make it a productive loss and start focusing on that thing in your next friendlies. Because um, mm. one, it's going to help you erase that bad feeling and it's, you know, probably going to help you improve a bit too. That's just my initial thought. Mm-hmm. Will, I'm sure you have some thoughts too. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, it's interesting and, and thanks so much for like being so like, open open about it you know like you, you it's, it definitely shows like how much work you've you've already thought about this and then put thought and it. it's not as easy as like oh just like self-reflection like losing has values too either like that's so cliche also mm-hmm. but like i think in the end something that i always tell myself is and something i've seen and and this is coming from having done like drug fox lessons but like if if you just do self-analysis also you'll probably see it or have a friend do analysis with you as well like if you rewatch the vod very rarely like there is going to be a one turning point in in the game you know Ooh, cap nice uh yeah no worries no worries it's cute it's cute uh but there's like always going to be a turning point in the game but that generally something i've always told myself is like and seen through analysis and vod review is like that isn't the only reason why I lost, and there isn't ever really an only reason for any, even the highest level player in the closest game five, think Zane versus Wizzy, spaghetti mm-hmm. on Pokemon. Yeah, it yeah. wasn't like that moment and that's transformation that like lost Zane the set, right. you know? Mm-hmm. And I think like that's, there's, it, it, there needs, like, there, I think the difference is like more of like the acceptance of that. That, like, we win despite, like, people are capable and players and competitors are capable of winning games and sets despite the mistakes they make rather Mm -hmm. than they win and lose on the mistake they make. You know, Mm -hmm. I think people win, like, you know, when I beat Smuckers, there were so many things I, I did wrong in that set and it just didn't bite me. In a way that it does sometimes when I play Smunkers too, and I get I get three out, you know, and I think that's like the 
the difference, you know, and like looking at, you know, having, I think something tangible is I think really important with a loss. Cause it's not about like being okay with loss. Like you're totally justified to be frustrated as JD said. And there's so many examples of players being frustrated and then kind of channeling that to something, but it's more of like finding the answer, the actual answer of like what caused the loss than just like that one thing. And if it is even one thing, is it like, how was your mentality after that? You know, like, how did it affect, like, how you looked at the game? How did it affect your options? Like, did you, were you more passive? Were you overly aggressive? Like, so even there, like, it, it snowballs into multiple things. And and mm-hmm. I think that's that's something to, that I've always tried to be aware of, even when I've been, like, super salty with the loss. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think, I think that makes sense. I, the other the other part of the question is like JD mentioned this uh, like going back and playing melee post salty loss. Mm. Uh, I'm really glad that works for you, but personally, if I lost like let's just say I'm seed 13 and I lose to seed 12, yeah, uh, and then and then I go and I find a homie that no no offense to them is worse than me, and I play them and lose like even a stock. Uh, mm-hmm. I find myself not wanting to play anymore. Um, and so, like, I, I think, I mean, it's probably different for everyone, right? Uh, but there's just something, there's something specifically about Melee um, and losing in it that just, like, stings way more than anything else. Like, I can lose 80 mm-hmm. LP in one day on League and keep yeah. playing. Um, but I think it's, like, this one-on-one, like, it's you and somebody else uh and i don't even have the john of like my controller sucks like i play on the box i have the same input every single time that i press it um and so like there's just something that happens in melee specifically uh when losing that hurts way more than anything else um and i think like uh I, i don't have like an exact like not schedule but uh repetition but like if i went o2 for like more than four weeks, I'd probably stop going to a local for three to four weeks again and then start going again. Um, and I don't know what it is, but like it's something that I, I keep asking my friends about and like myself about of what what hurts so bad about losing in Melee. Maybe it's the nostalgia and like the love I have for it. Maybe it's the heights I've seen people be able to reach. Uh, but yeah, man, this game, just something about it stings real bad when I lose. And I keep coming back to it, thankfully, because this is hands down the best video game of all time. I, I can't even think of another competitive game that's as good as Melee, honestly. Um, but yeah, losing to something that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe that's just losing. Like like JD was saying at the start of his answer, like losses are supposed to hurt. Uh, and figuring out how to deal with it better is maybe where I'm more going towards. Like what are other ways I can, I can suck suck it up, soak it up. Uh, maybe suck it up's not the best way to think about it. Um, I would yeah. I would say so. So there's a, a a lot of work that all of us. I mean, Will and I just talked about our own journeys in, in melee and how unattainable it feels to 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 reach these peaks and to go where we want to go. And and that's kind of the the whole arc of this podcast is like 
we're we're mm-hmm. all in the same boat of of trying to get to these levels and i would say just just hearing what you're saying that you could really go more granular for for you just take one thing to focus on because there is so much to work on just take one thing to focus on and that is not allowing a loss to be excused to to mm. when a loss occurs to be and it's really hard i i struggle with this too but i think the best thing for you at this stage would be to when the losses come to sit with it as fully and as long as possible and to to actually feel it you don't have to you don't have to do analysis right away you don't have to solve any answers you just have to feel that loss as much as possible. Mm. You don't, you know. For, for me, that's playing after the game, and and I'm really I'm fantasizing about locals because <laughs> it's it is it is less fun to lose online and then stay at your computer and lose. So, granted, maybe that advice doesn't work anymore. God, I miss locals so much. But we all do. But now I would just say take the loss and just allow it to enter your soul because that's what's going to be a big motivating factor um to keep winning is uh, to keep playing i should say and and get back into it and and feel the full scope that melee can can bring to us like there's a lot of value in that as long as you don't um brush it aside and excuse it you know Mm. yeah Yeah. Mm. that makes sense I don't think I could have said that any better. You know, it, it really is about feeling it. You know, like it's interesting because it's like he, the question started off as how how do I have fun after after losing, and and ultimately losing isn't fun. <laughs> and nope. And and but you don't get you don't you can't ignore it and you can't like run away from it it's about like actively like just like with any other emotion in any other thing you know you have to work through it and it's like how it's more of a question of like what is your individual process to work through it as a competitor than anything else as jd said it's him playing games afterwards you know on really tough nights sometimes i'll just watch the moment that i think where it where it ends where i lose the set that's pain or where that's... i get on oh you know <sighs> like just to kind of rip the band-aid off already you know and and then and then just be like well all right well we'll start over again you know mm-hmm. and i think that's my process and i'm not saying you need to do that at all you know but i think it's more about understanding that like there is frustration with the game and it's because you also have that frustration that like other moments feel super good and you fork sometimes also and so it's like you can't have one or the other there's no player that doesn't lose Mm. you know and i think that's like really humbling obviously in the grand scheme of things but like as an individual that like relates to you and and your experience it's it's really about giving yourself time whether that is a few hours to a month to kind of process the the motion and figure out your your journey 
from it. I think the only other thing I, I might add that might help push a direction would be like, what are you, what story are you telling yourself about the loss, right? Like us as individuals mm. tell these, we, our own stories of how we overcame difficult things what makes us tick what what do we succeed in what don't we succeed in we we all have these personal self told stories to ourselves and when we lose the same thing happens too so you know a loss is a loss and there are some losses that we take well on our chin and there's some losses that make us want to put the controller down forcefully or gently if it's notched but (laughs) but you know are we adding any extra meaning to it? Like, what are we telling ourselves? And then, and then starting from there, you know? Yeah, no, I think, I think that's actually really good. I think, uh, I think that question nails it on the head of like, what, what am I telling myself when I lose? Cause I, I did say that like, I pin it on like one specific moment, but I don't think like if I went back and saw the moment of said bad nair or whatever, I don't think it would like tilt me anymore. Uh, I think it's whatever narrative I wrote about this arc or this like set, mm-hmm, right. how it would play out, uh, and if it was, and it, it since it was different, that's what like hurts more than the actual like writing down on paper one two or o two or whatever. Um, yeah, and I guess I gotta just figure out what what works for me. I've been playing this game for close to like four years at this point, and like I still just don't know like what's best after a loss like some days it's this thing some days it's another but i guess that's just all part of being a human who uh who plays a game seriously yeah man you're uh you're in the thick of it now you're you're in that uh well four years that's that's getting up to the veterans level it's mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's crazy how old this game is and, and how long some people have been playing i mean i i've we could go on for for days and days, but um, yeah, man, I think you got this. Um, I'm happy to to continue this conversation going forward, but we do have to wrap up. Yeah, yeah. keep us updated. You know, message us, message the Discord, message the Discord group. Always happy yeah, to talk sure. and talk about processes, and you know, we both love this shit. You know, so yeah, we. <laughs> and this question yeah. like turned out to be super sick. Like we went in so many directions that I'm like, <laughs> Matt, I wish we had more time. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I'm always around. Don't even worry. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that sounds good. So definitely keep us updated. Yeah, for sure. Mose, appreciate it. Um, Any final words, any final shout-outs you want to give? Maybe uh, plug your Twitch or something? Yeah, if you want to see the most inconsistent streamer uh, on all of Twitch, you can hit me up at uh, twitch.tv forward slash SSBM underscore Mose. Uh, you will see me get four stocked very often, but you also see me four stock sometimes. Hey, I'm I'm inconsistent too. Don't worry. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's hype. Yeah, tune in, everyone. Anyway, I'll see you guys later. Thanks for coming on. Will it was great talking. Yeah, it was super fun. Thanks for coming on. As JD said, uh, though I don't want to copy him, kind of just came out of my mouth. I already did. All right. <laughs> see you guys later. All right. Anyway, bye guys. This has been great. <laughs>